Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Total Wine has thousands of wines to savor and pairings for every flavor. Spirits line the shelves. Gifts are easy with helpful elves. A wonderland to explore. Total Wine and more. Drink responsibly. B21. Hey guys, it's Varsha. And this episode was sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. You guys can record a podcast using Anchor in a fun and easy way. You can also add music and other features to make your podcast even better. Anchor automatically distributes your podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and various other platforms. You guys can also listen to podcasts on Anchor as well. The best part of Anchor is it's also free at no cost. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's your host, Varsha and Vega, and welcome back for another episode with RMV. Hey everyone, today we have a unique guest who's an actress and a singer. Yeah, and I'm so excited to talk with Hannah, and thank you so much for joining our episode today. And maybe, you know, I can learn some acting skills in this episode. Yeah, so Miss Hannah, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about what you do? Yeah, hey guys, thanks for having me. My name is Hannah Weaver, and I'm a New York City-based actor and singer, and recently I've also become a podcaster. That's so exciting. I know. Well, Marcia and I were so excited for you to come along. <laughs> You've never interviewed an actor, singer oh. before. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we haven't. So we just wanted to ask, like, when did you start acting? Yeah, so I... I think my parents always kind of knew that I belonged on stage. Um mm-hmm. So I used to reenact movie musicals in my house and I would like dress up and play all the parts and like sing all the songs. I knew all the lines (laughs) and (laughs) and I was really little. So they signed me up for a theater camp when I was like six. So I think it kind of like blossomed from there. I got into community theater when I was young and I would do like local talent shows and like took dance classes and things like that. And I grew up doing theater in school, but I always kind of thought of it as just a hobby. Um, I actually didn't consider pursuing it as a career until like I think I was a junior in college Mm -hmm. and looking back it seems like a natural next step so like I didn't really know why it took me that long um (laughs) but yeah there was definitely so I I have been doing it my whole life but didn't start seriously pursuing it as a career option until I was probably like 20 or 21. That's cool. Oh wow that's really interesting and fun at the same time. Yeah so one of our listeners asked So what inspired you to become an actor and singer? Ooh, what inspired me? I mean, I don't, again, like, I don't think there was, like, a moment where I was like, this is what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do. I think it was just kind of a natural, like, there was a moment when I was like, oh, it makes sense for me to pursue this professionally. But there wasn't a moment where I was like, you know, it just seemed like a natural progression, like a natural next step Mm -hmm. for me. Once I hit that point, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Oh, like, Mm -hmm. I've kind of been on this path. But I think I can distinctly remember the first time I realized I loved singing. And I, I've always loved to sing. But the first time mm-hmm. I realized, like, hey, like, I'm, like, kind of good at this in my little, like, eight-year-old, nine-year-old brain. I remember <laughs> I had a yeah. Disney Princess karaoke CD. 
And oh, yeah. specifically, I remember loving the song Reflection from Mulan. And I would like belt <laughs> oh, my yeah. heart out. <laughs> and I remember loving that and being like, I'm really good at this as, again, a little kid. And I remember loving like classic musical theater growing up. And I had a really, really wonderful elementary school music teacher who always encouraged me to keep singing and like kind of fostered that love for music with me. Wow, that's wow. amazing. I know. I love <laughs> yeah. that. So, yeah, it's so funny, like, looking back, like, how much sense it all makes now. But, like, again, it never really occurred to me that I would be doing this professionally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That is, like, breathtaking, too. Like, like yeah. when you were young, you were, like, singing, and it's like, oh, I'm getting good at this. And, like, you pursue it even now, like, to be yeah. a successful actress. So that's, like, wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I don't think I was like going around as a kid being like, I'm going to be an actor. Like, I yeah, don't ever yeah. think I yeah, was doing that. But again, it just like it was always there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. So what type of performances do you do? So you do theater, right? And so like yes. do musicals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am pursuing musical theater. The thing about pursuing performing arts, especially in New York City, there's so much access to like all different types of performing arts. So like I have so many friends who like who write and produce and direct and do film and do commercials and do musical theater and do straight Mm -hmm. theater. And like, there's so much in this city. So I definitely like there's room for me to branch out into into other mediums. And like I've done some small films and I've done you know, I've, I've done some writing and I've done some comedy and like things like that, but, mm-hmm. but primarily I do musical theater. And within that, primarily I do children's theater and family entertainment. That's so cool. Yeah. I was actually yeah. on your website and I watched some of your <laughs> videos and it was so cool. Like I was like really enjoying watching all the videos. You're so good oh, at them. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. You're I did also a good my own website, so I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good podcaster too, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That's so, been such a passion project. Yeah. So speaking about that, she does have a podcast called Guys Are Crazy. So do you want to talk about that? Like, what is it and why did you start it? Yeah, absolutely. So Guys Are Crazy, that is spelled G-U-Y-Z-R, crazy. Um, <laughs> my roommate and I moved in together almost two years ago now and we moved to Brooklyn and we were dating other people like not each other but like we were we were in the dating world and we were getting these like insane messages on like dating apps like these crazy like experiences were happening to us so we decided to document them Mm -hmm. and it blossomed from this like Instagram page where we would just post screenshots of like crazy things that had happened to us or had been said to us. Mm -hmm. And it blossomed into this platform for, to talk about stereotypes, like gender stereotypes and dating stereotypes and dating experiences. And it's, we hope to get kind of like a comprehensive view of like the dating world. So we talk to all different types of people about their experiences. We challenge stereotypes as they relate to dating. We talk a lot about like feminism and gender stereotypes in particular uh so it's been a really really cool experience and a full like quarantine hobby that was born from (laughs) our own experiences in the dating world yeah that's amazing i I was also listening to this bit of your episodes too and it was really fun to listen to yeah (laughs) thanks yeah it's been really fun to make 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Varsha and I also started our podcast during quarantine. Just so. because of quarantine yeah. started, so. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm sure you feel the same way then. It's been such a wonderful, like, way to spend time and to, like, be productive in quarantine. Exactly. It's yeah, also a big exactly. stress reliever for us. You know, not yeah. to worry about the outside world. It's really nice to start a podcast. Definitely. And it's such a great reason to connect with people who I wouldn't have connected with otherwise. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We've met like new people, like so many new people over the past few weeks. And it's like we've learned so much from each and every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I didn't imagine I was going to do this. Like, honestly, before quarantine, like, I didn't think I was going to become be a podcaster. Um, Yeah. Same here. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, going back to the you know being a role of an actor and singer so we want to know so how do you prep for a role, role. Ooh, okay um this is a it's a little bit different for me it's been a little bit different professionally versus in like school and stuff like that because like mm-hmm. I said I normally do professionally I've been doing a lot of children's theater so that's a lot more like presentational stuff like that it's a lot more music than like Mm -hmm. dialogue generally I'm totally generalizing Mm -hmm. um stuff like that but kind of overall um I think like logistically I I overall have to be really confident in the script um I have a history of stage fright (laughs) so yeah it's so common and like I think a lot of people will watch like actors on stage and stuff be like oh like they look so confident it's like no I know too like we have stage fright also (laughs) I have countless stories of me messing up on stage and like fumbling lines and truthfully something that has made me really grow as an actor is like embracing that stage fright Mm -hmm. and being like this is what makes it interesting because when you're doing the same show every single day for however long like it gets old and like a really great way to keep it fresh is to like embrace the things that go wrong and to like roll with it so going back to the question um (laughs) I think yeah like learning the script inside and out um one thing I I do which is I think kind of unique to memorize songs um and this has helped so like when I'm auditioning I'll have to learn a lot of new music for different roles so like like really quick they'll be like learn this for tomorrow and one thing I do to help me learn songs quickly is to actually play other music while I'm learning the song because oh. I know oh, like wow. <laughs> it's hard, but it's helped me a lot because like if I if I can sing a song while listening to like the radio blasting, I'll know that I like have I got that song down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of memorizing lines, I try to not just memorize the words on the page. I try to think about like the characters' intentions and objectives. And, like, putting life and reason behind a character's words, um, it helps me bring them to life. And it, like, Mm -hmm. it makes the lines make more sense to me. And it makes it then easier to learn instead of just, like, learning the words on the page. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, being a singer, like, an actress, like, it's not easy. Like, it is definitely hard and it takes a lot of commitment. And, like, you know, you're committing it to it your whole life. So it's, like, obviously not easy, like you said. Like it has its own, like you learn a lot. So yeah, definitely. Thank you for saying that too. A lot of people, I think, take artists for granted, mm-hmm. um, and like yeah. all art forms, not just not just actors. But I think it's really easy to be like, oh, like acting is such a fun job. Yeah, and then but, but be yeah. like, oh, it's not a real job. But then like sit and consume like eight hours of Netflix a day, and it's like, well, you're. Yeah. 
you're still like <laughs> you're benefiting from this so like yeah, yeah. it's a real job um yeah and I think like I like to say that it's a lifestyle it's not just a career because like ever since I did start mm-hmm. pursuing this yeah, professionally definitely. like it is mm-hmm. it has changed how I live my life and it's interesting to think about for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so one of our listeners asked so how do you improve your singing voice and find time to warm up oh wow um let's see uh well warming up is really really important yeah uh yeah (laughs) singing is so physical and acting is so physical and Mm -hmm. yeah again even talking like like it's easy to develop vocal issues from just like talking a lot because like people who don't think about it don't think about it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so like different warm-ups work differently for each person so like I will sometimes warm up differently depending on like what I have to sing or do that day but I always stretch and do like breathing exercises to like get my body really grounded um I'm a big fan of like lip trills like I don't know how that sounded on my mic but like that like (laughs) like lip trill sort of thing um I I like straw singing which is like singing through a straw it kind of helps with like resistance and stuff like that mm-hmm. oh, um cool. I have a belt box I don't know if you know what that is it's a little like you can google it it's, I think it's like beltbox.com or something but it's like a little kind of foam like sound muffler that you can like sing into and it muffles the sound and like I'm always oh. warming up in weird places like well not during COVID but yeah. Um, yeah. when I was like traveling I would always be like in hotel rooms and stuff or like when I'm auditioning I'll be like warming up on the subway or like on the street mm-hmm. and it kind of like muffles mm-hmm. the sound so oh, wow. that's a great tool if you're oh, looking wow. for I never knew like that, that. <laughs> yeah it's a, I didn't know what that belt was. it's a great tool um, especially like again if you're like living in a city and like oh I know a lot of people like warm up in their car but like nobody has cars here so <laughs> um, yeah. but in terms of like finding time like there's no you just have to do it. You just have to find yeah. the time. I, unfortunately, I don't, I don't want to say unfortunately. I have dealt with vocal injury in the past mm-hmm. and I, it was unfortunate, but I learned a lot and mm-hmm. it helped me like prioritize my vocal health, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. ultimately was a good thing. So I don't yeah. want to say unfortunately, <laughs> but it really taught me like it emphasized the importance of warming up and like really taking care of myself physically, yeah. mentally, all of that. So mm-hmm. It's just something you kind of have to learn with like time management and kind of find a time to fit it in. And it, you don't have to be doing like a huge warm up every time you sing. Again, mm-hmm. like case by case, if you're, I mean, I warm up even if like I'm going to work and I know I'm going to be talking a lot, but I'm not going to yeah. be doing like a full soprano vocal warm up if I'm going to yeah. go to work and mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. But I'll yeah. be, I'll make sure like I'm vocally ready to do what I have to do for that day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think warm-ups are important, too, like, in terms of singing and, like, exercise. Mm-hmm. You need warm Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I was going to ask. Looks like, like, all singers, like, probably, you know, loses their voice, you know, once in a while. Like, yeah. I'm just singing too much, right? So, like, what do you do after that? Like, how do you recover from losing your voice? Whew, that's a tough one because it, it kind of depends on why I've lost my voice. And mm-hmm. there's a difference between, like, vocal fatigue and like and okay I'm not a professor I'm not a an expert mm-hmm. on any of yeah. this so like this <laughs> is kind of just fine. coming from like my experience I know personally like if I have a cold and my voice is feeling a little bit like like fatigued or like scratchy or something mm-hmm. I know personally yeah. if I sing through that for a show I'm not going to lose my voice fully 
most likely. Oh, okay. So like, oh, but, okay. a, but if I'm feeling like I've been singing too much or I've been using my voice too much mm-hmm. and like, I feel it coming on that my voice is starting to go, like I will hunger down and like, won't talk for as long as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, I'm cautious to say, I, I will never want to encourage anybody to sing through any sort of vocal discomfort. Yeah. I think it's very mm-hmm. case by case. Like, you know, there are times when I've sang through vocal discomfort when I shouldn't have. And then there are times when I was fine. So mm-hmm. I want to caution against that whenever possible. But I think like in terms of if you're starting to feel under the weather, but still feel like you can do it, just make sure you're really hydrated always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Make sure you're, you're, not talking when possible make sure you're not screaming stay away from like alcohol smoking things like that anything that's like drying out I Mm -hmm. I did end up in losing my voice for a very long time and I was in vocal therapy for a while um to like kind of help Mm -hmm. recover from my vocal injury Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and every once in a while like it'll kind of resurface and I kind of have to go back to my training like that but yeah. Yes, I was going to say, like, singing and acting, it's not, it's a hard job, for sure. Yeah, it is. Both of them together simultaneously. <laughs> it's so hard, like, like, especially if you hard. lose your voice. Yeah. Like, it's a big job. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. There's Thank God for understudies. Understudies are champs. Um, yeah, <laughs> they do great work. Yeah, and I myself like singing a lot. Like, I love to sing, but then, like, I'm really scared to, like, you know, show off my talent and stuff. Like, I just sing in, like, my own time. And then, like, sometimes there are times where, like, I lose my voice and I'm not able to sing or, like, you know, like you said, like, you should stay hydrated. Like, there are times where I was singing and then, like, my throat is all dry. And then, like, when you sing a high note, it just, like, makes a voice, your voice cracks. And it's just so embarrassing. Like, I mean, like, I haven't done, like, I've only done that when I was alone. But, like, not to, like, you know, if if you do that in front of the public, that's, like, really embarrassing. (laughs) So, yeah, I also see, I also would say it is important, like, you know, Hannah said that, like, stay hydrated and, like, not talk too much. Because, like, for me, too, I, like, always yell at my sister, like, every day. <laughs> and it gives me a lot of stress. And my mom sometimes just says, like, you know, like, why don't you just be quiet? Like, every morning. So every morning when we come, like, my sister and I, we would eat. And we would never stay quiet because we always have something to fight about. So there was this one day my mom was like, you know what, tomorrow all you guys are going to stay quiet. And so that one day I was, like, at least at peace. And then the other days were just, like, complete design <laughs> like an earthquake just happened. Yeah. so I relate a lot but I relate a lot to that yeah, yeah. so we wanted to ask what are some hardest parts of being an actor or singer and what are the best parts oh gosh um hardest <laughs> those are big, qu- big questions those are big questions, big questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um like I said I think it's it's kind of a lifestyle like the yeah. And adjusting to mm-hmm. that is really hard. I think mm-hmm. there's there's an expectation among a lot of young people, or there feels like a pressure among a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. And again, I can only kind of talk about my experience, but like in this country, it seems like the thing you you know you go to you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job, like a nine to five, you work that, mm-hmm. whatever, you settle mm-hmm. down, you have your kids. There's mm-hmm. like kind of an expected timeline, and a non-traditional career path like this kind of throws a wrench in that. So I think kind of readjusting to societal expectations is hard. Um, For sure, yeah. And it's really easy to compare yourself to others 
um, in terms of that, yeah. but also in terms like within the industry, in terms of like looks and talent and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's that's really difficult. So overcoming that has been a challenge. And I think I think a lot of a lot of the challenges within this industry are based on like the industry and not based on the like day-to-day aspects of the job. Like I love acting. I love singing. Like it's, it's more like the challenges this industry presents are more from like the business and logistical side of things. Um, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's all I got. I could, I could go on for days about yeah. the hard <laughs> but I think kind of like in general, those mm-hmm. have been like the most difficult adjustments and I'm pretty new to, I'm a couple years into doing this professionally. Like it, it hasn't been very long, but I looking back. So like these, these adjustments have are pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's what comes to mind first. Oh, okay. I actually, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree um, with that I wanted too. to ask too, like for me, I mean, I'm not an actor or singer, but like I, you know, <laughs> I participated in school plays and stuff like that. And, um, I always lacked in confidence. You know, I've, I've, I had huge stage fright. It's something like I hated going up to stage. So like, how, how do you deal with confidence? Like, how did you gain your confidence or did it come naturally to you? Oh my gosh, fake it till you make it. <laughs> like, I think, first of all, if you act and you sing, you're an actor and a singer. Like, if you were mm-hmm. doing those school plays, you are acting and singing, you know? Oh, I think, okay. yeah. like, yeah. I think it's imposter syndrome in any industry is so real, especially when you're just mm-hmm. starting out. And, like, like I said, I'm a couple years out of college, so, like, I'm still young, and I'm, I'm, I still get imposter syndrome all the time in this industry where, where I know, like, even though I know I'm, I'm so qualified for everything that I'm doing. And I think like, it was, it was weird to start being like, I'm an actor instead of being like, I'm pursuing acting or like, I'm trying to be an actor. Like, I'm not, I'm not acting right now. Like there's no theater yeah. right now. We're in quarantine, yeah. but like, that doesn't right. make me any less of an actor. I think like kind of owning it, owning that title and owning that, owning those choices were like monumental mm-hmm. in building my confidence. And I think okay. really like I've done so much okay. self-work in being like, I, I know I'm talented. I know I have what it takes to build a life in this industry or build a career in this industry. And again, I think just like once I once I was secure in those facts, I don't even want to say belief, like once I was like secure in that and then stopped, I was able to then stop comparing myself to others as much. Mm-hmm. And it was, mm-hmm. it was easier yeah. to be confident in myself, but it's such mm-hmm. a process. Like I'm still getting there. I still get yeah, stage fright. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone yeah. gets stage fright. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. again, like I, like I said before, kind of like embracing the stage, right? Like yeah. one thing I love, one thing I absolutely love about pursuing this, this career path has been, I've learned to embrace the uncertainty of it all and learn to find excitement in that. Like I'm a very type A person. (laughs) I I, like thrive on routine. I love like my consistency, my stability, but there's none of that in this industry. So I think like kind of learning to embrace that as exciting because like my days never look the same pre mm-hmm. pre COVID. Um, <laughs> like every day was different. Every day was exciting. And instead of being like, Oh, like, I don't know what's going to happen today. Like my day looks different than it did last week or yesterday. Instead being like, I wonder what today's going to hold. Like I am prepared to for whatever this day throws at me, like wow. kind of reframing mm-hmm. those mindsets yeah. has been really beneficial. 
Yeah, that's some good advice. Yeah. Mega, did you learn For anything sure, from yeah. that? Yeah. So, like, how about, like, you know, so many people, you know, make mistakes, as you said, like, you know, while acting. Mm-hmm. So, how do you come back from that? Because, like, I know if I ever made a mistake, I would probably be crying, like, the next couple days. Yeah, <laughs> Especially if I was on stage or something. So, like, how do you um, embrace your mistakes? Deal with that. Yeah, embrace yeah. them. And, again, it's so hard. And, like, this is something that I've only really started doing within like the past year um that Mm -hmm. I've only started being more comfortable with I think like growing up and like doing theater in school and stuff I've always I was never really good at like improvising or I was never confident in my ability to improvise I was always Uh very much like if I mess up this line like it's the end of the world like and I've been there where I've been on Mm -hmm. stage and like forgotten my lines and stood there like a fool (laughs) (laughs) and been like and wanted to like run off stage crying. Yeah. Like I've been there. That's happened yeah. to everyone yeah. who's who's in this field. But mm-hmm. I think like again, what yeah, once I kind of embraced that, I worked on my improv skills. I worked on like, you know, what to do in those situations. Mm-hmm. I've also worked on collaborating more with the people I'm on stage with. Like it's such a team yeah. effort. And I mm-hmm. like everyone has to be like working together at all times because if one person messes up, it affects everybody. So like it's sure. it's up to everyone to jump in and like help everyone out. And it's high stakes. And like instead of being like, oh, it's high stakes, that's scary. Now it's like, oh, it's high stakes, that's exciting. And especially like when I've done a couple like longer contracts where I'm like doing the same show mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. and yeah. at, at a certain point it's like okay you know the show but like things are still gonna go wrong yeah. but I think that point, it's like when yeah, you know the true. show that well anything could go wrong and you could like you could solve it and like that's when it becomes exciting when it's like how can I get out of this situation in the moment when the stakes are high it's not like oh my god the audience is going to know and I'm mm-hmm. going to do the job it's like a how can I fix this this is fun um, and again, just again, reframing that mindset. Oh, okay, that's cool. Because the audience, never, <laughs> the audience is yeah. not going to know. Like, exactly. <laughs> unless the audience knows the show that well, and I think, like in my experience, as someone who's been an audience member who knows shows very well, mm-hmm. when you're a super fan of a show, mm-hmm. you're going to be excited if something goes wrong. Like, I'm always looking for things going wrong in yeah. shows and movies <laughs> and stuff. Like, it's exciting. And if yeah. the audience doesn't know the show that well, it's going to go right over their head, unless the actor like runs off the stage crying so I think it's been like you know how can I solve this when no one will know any better and like I'll have done a good job in that regard yeah I think like in all shows like I don't know if I've I think I've seen in like movies and stuff it's like you know there's a scene where they're having you know they're having a play and then it's like the teacher's like you know keep on going never stop everyone never stop don't stop just keep on going saying your lines don't stop anywhere and it's like just keep on going like don't run off or anything but like some people do. Yeah, I mean, like I've done, I did a show twice a night, every single night, just about for like months and months and months. So like, Mm -hmm. I knew that show like the back of my hand and there would be days when I'd get up Uh there and like, just my mind would go blank and I would like have to be like, okay, I just sang this line. I don't remember the next one. What rhymes with that? Just so I can Mm -hmm. make something up. Like (laughs) knowing full well, like I know the show is just like, I had a brain fart. Like it happens. (laughs) So yeah, you have to be like thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we're humans, right? We're exactly. not robots. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and as you said, it's like a team effort. So everyone yeah. has to help each other. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I wanted to get back to the challenges of you know acting and being a singer. So I think it's more mainly focused on acting. So what are your what are some thoughts on what are your thoughts on like nepotism, like in industry? I think happens? theater is really known for that. <laughs> like there. And I don't, I I have grown to not resent it if it's done for the right reasons. Uh-huh. I think like if I'm a casting director, if I'm, if I'm a hiring manager for any job, if I'm hiring people, I would rather hire people I mm-hmm. know I can trust than hire people who are complete strangers. Mm-hmm. Because like yeah. kind of at this, like once you're doing it, once you're, performing professionally like there's a good chance you're really talented like everyone's kind of on the same talent like playing field and I'm to- again totally generalizing like not everyone's gonna like I'm not the best singer out there of course right. but, like I've, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. but no. to like <laughs> the talent is more level than one might think mm-hmm. like I'm not going in for the same roles as like mm-hmm. super famous Broadway stars but like I'm not right right a nobody so I think like a, right, right. if talent mm-hmm. is kind of off the table, that's what I'm trying to say. If talent is off the table, I would rather work with people as a director, as a hiring manager, as a casting director in any industry. I would rather mm-hmm. work with people who I know I can trust and who I know I can rely on. And I, so I think like once I kind of like once that clicked for me, I was like, oh, of course people are going to cast people they've worked with before because they know them and they know right. they can rely on them. Yeah, exactly. So getting your foot in the door is hard in that sense because you kind of have to know people to like, it's easier to, it's easier Mm -hmm. to get ahead if you know people, but it's Mm -hmm. also really easy to network in this industry because it's so small. So like if you work with some, like I've worked with people in the past and like gotten jobs from them in the past, like randomly because like, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like I was fishing for jobs. Like people think of you if you are like good to work with. And, like, you maintain connections. So I think, like, yes, it's easier to get ahead if you know more people in this industry in, a, of course, a genuine, professional, mm-hmm. like, talented way. But mm-hmm. it's also, like, you have to put yourself out there and, like, put in the effort to get to know people. Like, it's not like people are, you know, just randomly getting like booked on Broadway because like they're mm-hmm. schmoozing someone like you're right, people right. are putting themselves yeah. out there yeah. to like make the connections they need to to get ahead in like a genuine way so I, I don't know if like nepotism is the right word because that has such like a negative connotation mm-hmm. but I think it's like it's it's like networking yeah, it yeah. and like making the most of connections and like building teams and casts that mm-hmm. are full of people who like are genuinely good people to work with and I think like that's kind of that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we. I also like I was going through your website and I saw that you acted in your very first film. Came out last year, right? Yeah. I just wanted to ask, like, how was that different from you know musical theater? Like the your experience in that. Yeah. So I like I said I have stage fright a little bit. I mm. get but I get really camera shy. <laughs> and I, it's because I don't have a ton of experience in film. Like, so I've done a couple student films. I did work on a feature film a couple years ago. Um, and I, it is not my preferred media to work in because I think it's because I'm not as comfortable with it. Like I've grown up on stage. I've, I'm, 
I will always be more comfortable mm -hmm. on stage, I think, than I will be in front of a camera. I think it's just like a an exposure thing. Like I just haven't done it enough. It is really different. Stay on stage, you're, you know, performing for you're performing out film, like you're so small, it's so right, intimate. Yeah. You're like standing super close to people. You're like, you have cameras in your face. Like you're every, every little like facial movement is like, you know, seen. Yeah. Um, so it is, it, it yeah. was such an adjustment to work on film. I would not count it out. Like mm -hmm. for me again, like I, I would potentially one day be interested in doing more film things. I think like commercials would be great. Like TV, like stuff like that. But for now, like mm -hmm. I'm mostly focused on theater. Yeah, I, can, I get that. <laughs> but it must have been really cool too. <laughs> yeah. Working on a film. Yeah, it was very cool. I was actually a PA on the film and then I did mm -hmm. some like extra work. Yeah, so I was oh, kind of okay. working like the production side. But it was really cool to like be on the set to like kind of figure out like to see how a film mm -hmm. a, a feature yeah. film set like works um, from that perspective because that was something I had never seen before and I was like fully thrown into it. Um, so it was a really cool way to learn. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is very. It, it sounds fun too. Like I also want to experience yeah. Yeah. that. Stressful, but, but definitely yeah. really cool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and also on their on your website I saw the music video called The Way of the American. So what it was what was that about? And like I really liked it too because it was like in many different languages. And like so what is your experience? Like do you want to tell us like more about that more about yeah, your experience? Absolutely. So I think that is song. case in point of like networking. So I was working, I was doing another show and our musical director and composer mm -hmm. for that was like, "Hey, I'm working on this project." Like are you available this day? Do you have any interest in learning a song to like help me out? And I was like, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and it was, yeah, the the project is called A Time to Speak. It's by Rosenberg and Story. It's about like um, mm -hmm. early 20th century American like textile mills. Um, think like Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, that sort of thing. It's about like the prejudice and sexism that these people, mostly women, faced working in mm -hmm. these places. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I'm I'm a huge American history nerd, and I'm a huge feminist. So I kind of like combined all of my loves. So I was like, of course I want to be in this. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think it, it was it was a really cool way to like, you know, perform some new work, help out a friend, like mm -hmm. kind of merge my interests. Yeah, I watched the yeah I watched the video. It was super cool. I, I really loved it. And Marsha and I are both in U.S. history right now, so like I was like, yeah. I was relating to it, and I was like, it's this is super cool. Yeah, when yeah, I was like really, was really little in like elementary school, I did like a project on the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. So it's always been like I've always been fascinated mm -hmm. with like that subject. So like it was kind of a full circle moment for me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you've traveled all over the world, right? So like, what are some of your favorite places that you've been to? Oh, wow. Everyone asks me this and I never know what to say. <laughs> um, I, um, so yeah, I have traveled, I've traveled a decent amount, um, with different jobs that I've done, which has been mm -hmm. so cool. It's such a cool way to see mm -hmm. the world. I like to say, because like, it's, you're seeing it a lot of the time from like a, you're not seeing it from a tourism perspective. Um, so like in a lot of these, the mm -hmm. places that I've been, like I, I, it wasn't really like on vacation, I was working. So like I would maybe have a couple hours off to like go grab a bite to eat or like go see a certain thing. So I wasn't like 
you know, doing all the touristy things. I would a lot of the time just be like walking through towns and like walking through random places and like exploring. And that was so cool. Mm-hmm. So hmm, I'm trying to think favorite places I've been. Um, one of my absolute <laughs> favorite places I've been was Machu Picchu, but I wasn't there for work. I just, I went there with a class. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Oh, okay. That's um, cool. So yeah. how is like is your work like the same thing? Like it must be different all around the world, right? Like acting or singing wise. So how was that? How was that experience like? Um, so the all the jobs that I've done that have that have been traveling jobs, um, only one took me overseas and it was based in the US. It was it was a cruise ship contract. So I wasn't oh, like okay. performing for other places. I was performing on a cruise ship that was traveling other places. So I was still yeah, oh, so I was still, like, contracted yeah. by an American company, like, working with oh. a lot of Americans, um, performing for different cultural audiences, which was really cool and different, but but the industry was, mm-hmm. was an American industry. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, yeah, so you talked about how you performed in a cruise ship. So I actually went on a cruise last year, like, in the summer. To, I think Mexico I think so I've always wondered about like I so I saw a few shows here and there like in the night and so like I was wondering you know how their life is like so like how was your experience yeah like, um, out of curiosity what cruise ship did like, you go on uh I, I think it's called I, I forgot the name but um do you remember the Carnival, inspiration Carnival inspiration I think yeah so cool. Carnival inspiration um yeah so every cruise line is different um in like specific in specifics every cruise line is different mm-hmm. um but I think generally some of the things to expect when working on a cruise ship are it's kind of like it was like a strange, like different college experience. Because I'm mm-hmm. Really yeah. close quarters. Um, you're working with the people you're living with, spending all your time together. A lot of the time you'll have like like different crew duties. So like safety drills, things like that. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's. It was a, a really unique experience, but it was so cool. Yeah, I can tell. Like they, like I was also like you know, thinking, like they have to go so, like they have to work so hard, like you know, oh, at yeah. night and like remember your lines. You know, it's definitely hard. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, I worked. Too, like, it was the like hardest and most I've worked in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also wanted to ask, what are some tips for those who want to become an actor or singer? Or who want to pursue that job? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of like the most important things that I've learned. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I think listening to or like learning to listen to my body and to prioritize my like mm-hmm. health, like physical and mental health has been so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, these are like more general things, mm-hmm. not like specific. Yeah. Um, I think learning that it's, it's okay to say no to things. Um, it's really, really easy to get caught up in like this exciting industry and like want to do everything, but like it is a business and it's so important to look out for yourself, like physically, mentally, financially, professionally, like kind of in all aspects, you have to like look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that like, if a job isn't the right fit for any of those reasons, it's sometimes better to not take it than to take a job. That's the wrong one. So that's more of a general thing, but I think in terms of specifically like for this industry, like work on your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love it, like mm-hmm. do it. Work on it. Learn how to be better. 
learn how to explore new things within your craft. Like, like I said, like I was never really good at, I never was confident in my improv skills. And then I now since the past couple of years have taken on a lot of jobs that require improv skills. So like I've built up those skills, things like that. Like there's always room for growth, um, network, don't Mm -hmm. burn bridges. What else? Remember that rejection is not a reflection of yourself. For sure. I think it's all about like building confidence. Yeah. yeah, And being really secure in who you are. Don't compare yourself to others in terms of looks, talent, timeline, any of that. Um, it mm-hmm. can be such a toxic rabbit hole. So like, just stay away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Again, and it's yeah. really hard. I was going to yeah. say. So hard. It's so hard. It but is, I think yeah. like the more you build up your confidence, the easier it'll be to stop comparing yourself to others. And to instead of being mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh, wow, like totally. so-and-so is so good. I wish I could be like that. You could be like, oh, so-and-so mm-hmm. is so good. Like, I respect that they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not good at what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't mean that they're better than me. Like, that sort of thing. I think also, like, learn the industry. Like, read about it. Read the blog mm-hmm. posts. Yeah. Listen to the podcasts. Um, talk to people who are in it. Like, get that, like, nitty-gritty, like, specific advice and, like, for anyone listening, like if anyone wants to follow me, DM me, like I'm always happy to answer specific questions <laughs> because there's like, I'm constantly learning and I'm on like my, I guess my third year of doing this professionally and there's mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. So like, yeah, th- that's very general, but if anyone has specific questions, like I'm so happy to help. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's some amazing advice. Yeah. We will, sh- we will like link miss, um, we'll link Hannah's website and, and her Instagram you know, her so, podcast yeah, down check, below check so check out. it out um, yeah do you have anything too. else that you wanted to share or talk about hmm I I've always been told like <laughs> by people in the industry by professors by friends like mentors if there's anything mm-hmm. else you could see yourself doing with your life do that instead. <laughs> like it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard industry, but I like to think like if you want to do it, go for it while you're young. Like do yeah. what makes you happy. Yeah. Sure. Don't just like mm-hmm. go into an industry because you think it's the right thing to do. Like like if you have a passion, yeah, follow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, and then it, if it one day yeah. you realize it's not the right fit, it's so okay to reevaluate your choices and to pick something else. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's so important, especially like when you're young, like it's okay to change direction. It's okay to like make mistakes and like learn and realize like you want to mm-hmm. go in a different direction with your life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I feel like you should do what your, you know, your instincts, like your guts tell mm-hmm. you to do, like your conscience whatever that says, we should go with that. Like, you know, like you said, Hannah, um, follow your passion, like follow your dreams. And like, you know, it's never too late to change. Like if you don't like what you're doing, you should definitely change it because you shouldn't do something if like, you know, if someone tells you like, oh, be this, like you shouldn't be like, no, I'm not going to be that because I don't like doing it just because they like to do it. Like you shouldn't do it too. So you should always like, you know, go with your passion and go with your wishes. Exactly. Blaze your own trail. (laughs) Do your own thing. Yeah. Don't let the hater. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, thank you for <laughs> yeah. joining us. We had such a good time. Thank you. For yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So along with Megan and I, we thank all our listeners around the world for supporting and loving us. Follow us at MV Talks 2020 on Instagram for shout outs and requests. And again, thank you so much, Miss Hannah, for joining. Yeah. Thanks so much. It really helped us a lot. Like I've 
gotten a lot of skills and you know i'm pretty sure yeah. like your advice I, will help I know, me so, like, like, never really knew an, about an actor's life or a singer's life so i learned more about that yeah same here yeah it was really interesting cuz like i always wondered about this and now like i have i didn't think i would like actually yeah. interview an actress or actor or meet one actually i i only just thought of like maybe in the future you know like i don't really know i always wondered i like wondered about like about their life a lot and so now like hana thanks you so much for joining us and you've answered all my questions that I had and it has been cleared out. Yeah, so, thank you thank again you so for having me. Happy to answer any other questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, we I will think, link yeah, that's Hannah's right. podcast yeah. and website and also her Instagram, so make sure to check it out. And if you have any questions, she said she can answer them for you. Yeah, and also we're actually in the process of making a brand new, even better website, so stay tuned for that. Have a great day, everyone. It's me, Varsha and Mega signing off. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com/save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com/save. betterhelp.com/save. Got it. There once was a woman, a host with the most, with plenty of Coca-Cola for a holiday toast. She headed out to share a Coke with friends in town, but outside the door was a gift on the ground. So she reached inside and read the letter. Have a Coke, old friend, because together tastes better. This season say thank you to family, friends or neighbors by sharing a nice cold Coke, because sharing brings us together and we know together tastes better. Pick up a Coke at your nearest Meyer and share it today.